How's it going, everybody? My name is Kyle O'Grady. I am a thru-hiker. I am a backpacker. I am a huge hiking nerd. And every single week on this podcast, I chat with other thru-hikers and other backpackers and peak baggers and hiking freaking nerds, dude. That's what we do here. And I am so grateful that out of all the amazing podcasts that exist in this universe, you decided to choose this one. And if I'm sounding a little bit deep, that wasn't really deep. All I did was use the word universe. But um, speaking of deep, this is this is a deeper episode. So Jessica Pooh is my guest. She is a Appalachian Trail through hiker. She's done the Colorado Trail, some other cool stuff. We talk about that a little bit at the beginning. Um, she's also the now wife of Baker Bo Corny, who is always on the show. Um, I met both of them while they before they got married uh, when I threw hiked the AT in 2018. And anyway, so for this episode, we went through different ways that we've changed just in general, in real life, because of our experiences through hiking and backpacking. Things we've done differently in our life now because of our experiences on the trail and things like that. And so it was it was really fun. Like I said, there's, there's some deeper stuff in this one. Um, there's also just some goofy stuff too. Um, it's kind of interesting how, how this stuff changes you. So it was awesome. And Jessica, when you hear this, thank you so much for coming on the show. And we're going to do some more episodes soon. With that said, we're going to jump into it real quick, real, real quick. Just, just hold on five-star reviews. You know, every, literally every single podcast that you listen to tells you to leave this, (laughs) do this five-star review shit. It actually matters. I'm telling you it's, it's important. It's free. It takes two seconds. So please go leave a five-star review for the show. And with that said, let's get into it. Number episode, wow, episode number 131 with Jessica Poo. All right, here we go, everybody. Very, very special episode. I am so excited to welcome back, welcome back to the podcast, Jessica Poo, otherwise known as Little Bear. That is her trail name. We met each other on the Appalachian Trail back in 2018. And she is also married to the most frequent guest on Trail Tales, Baker Bocorny, who was just a, a guest a few episodes ago. So Jessica, thank you for coming back on. Um, was it like 2019 when we did our last episode? I don't even remember. I think it might have been 2018. Were you like one of my first guests? I think I was like episode 8 or 13. Oh, okay. Yeah, it might have been like very late 2018 then. Either that or early 2019, for sure. A long time ago. It's long overdue. I mean, I keep having Baker on. He's got nothing to say. I should, <laughs> I should, have, I should have had you on by now again. But, but here we are. Um, is Baker still in the background? I'm going to just trash him the whole episode, and he's not going to get to hear any of it until... No, he went to another room. I'm sure oh, he'll be back at some darn. point. Okay, if he comes back, you got to just like let me know somehow. We can't see each other, and he'll be able to hear you, and we don't want him to know that, but... I don't know. We'll find a way. Yeah, oh, we'll we'll find a way. We'll find a way. I think I just <laughs> I think I just heard a way. Anyways, <laughs> Baker sucks. And uh, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, so the theme for this episode. Speaking of Baker sucking, it was actually his idea. <laughs> um, the theme for this episode is loose theme ways we've changed from through hiking and things we've done differently in our life or or just. Yeah, I guess things we've done differently in our life because of our experiences through hiking. And 
We didn't spend a ton of time planning this, to be honest, as you can probably tell from the fact that I just butchered the theme. But Jessica, <laughs> I'm thinking like, I, I was thinking like, obviously, ways we've changed outside of hiking, like things mm-hmm. we've like learned or been influenced from hiking. And mm-hmm. then we apply that to like regular life, right? Yeah, definitely. Uh, okay. I probably should have clarified that before we started recording, but here we are. And yeah, this was Baker's idea. Baker and I were going to do an episode about this, but... um. It just made more sense to have to have Jessica. So here we are. Um, before we get into that real quick, Jessica, can you just do like a brief run through of your, you know, as they always say, the hiking resume just as a refresher for a lot of folks, because it's been a it's been a while since our uh, our first episode. Yeah, so it actually has been I haven't done a lot recently, but um, I've hiked the AT in 2018. And then in 2019, I hiked the Colorado Trail and the um Carolina Foothills Trail. I'm not sure if it's called that or if it's just the Foothills Trail. It's just the Foothills Trail. Yeah, the Foothills Trail. Um, and then in 2020, I hiked, I believe that was the year we hiked the Wemenuchi High Route. Um, well, part of it, um, together with Baker and Joe, who both have been on here. Um, and then I just I haven't done a lot since then. I got caught up with work and um, had an injury and just haven't really been able to um, do much since. <laughs> But you will be soon. <laughs> yes, PCT's on the docket. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Um, let's get into it. I'm going to start because w- Jessica and I were talking about this before we started recording, everybody. We're like, we, we feel like some of these answers might be similar because, I don't know, like it's reasonable to think that people might take away similar things from a through hike or change in similar ways because of a through hike. But also... You, you don't actually know. You could just you could say the total opposite because everyone has a unique experience. Um, mm-hmm. And although, Jessica, you did say that a lot of yours were similar to Baker's, huh? Yes. But again, we hiked together, right? Oh, um, yeah. And we were point. already inclined to have similar goals and interests by the fact that we have been in a long-term relationship. So I feel like we were primed to have similar takeaways. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Well, it'll be interesting. We'll see. Um, but I'm going to start here. And when I was when when Baker first brought this up a few weeks ago, this idea, the first thing that came to my head, the first way that I've changed from through hiking, was a much bigger appreciation for food. And Ooh. that sounds like I don't know, like of course, like the stereotype is not is a very true stereotype. Like through hikers, like are always hungry and stuff like that. Um, and I feel like it's changed me. I feel like I eat more, honestly, <laughs> since I got into, not even just, this is even before the AT, just ever since I started backpacking, I feel like I just started eating more. I don't know, not to like an unhealthy degree, but I like to pick out a little bit more for sure. But I think the bigger thing in terms of this is, like I said, just the appreciation for food. Like every, everybody loves food, obviously everybody eats, but like, <laughs> I don't know, like after I started backpacking and going days at a time being deprived of like not even necessarily healthy food although certainly that as well but just deprived of like fresh like you know good food even unhealthy food like it just like it definitely changed my appreciation for it and it's something I really (laughs) appreciate now (laughs) I feel like I'm trying to write an essay in high school and I'm like (laughs) running out of words to say and I'm like (laughs) I really appreciate food now it's something I have a great appreciation for <laughs> i like food now but i don't know this is um, my ted talk about food <laughs> exactly pretty much what it is i'm telling you my brain's not working tonight but 
I don't know. That that is definitely the the first thing I thought of when this idea was brought up. So I don't know. Have you have you noticed a similar thing? Has through hiking had any impact at all on your appreciation for or your relationship to food off the trail? Ooh. So it's interesting. I did not put this on my list at all, but now that you've brought it up, you are a hundred percent right. It really has. Um, and I'm not sure like what kind of things we want to get into with this, but I mean, a yeah, just the appreciation for fresh food. Mine is actually much more for fresh, like I don't want to use the word healthy, but like foods that make my body feel good. Yeah, yeah. Um, definitely has changed, and it's increased the appreciation and the need for that. Like my awareness of like how foods make my body feel. Um. Because I definitely, over the course of the thru-hike, like, it really changed and in many ways improved my relationship with food compared to what it was before the trail. Yeah, it's it's interesting. When I, like, first started getting into backpacking, like I said, I, I got this new appreciation for, like, fresh food. But I kind of clarified there. I was like, but it didn't have to be healthy. And that was the case for a long time. But um, after the AT, actually, I started to eat healthier in general. And I will say that it was a little bit different like when I was first getting into backpacking, cause I would appreciate the more like, you know, and I still do appreciate like unhealthy food, like pizza oh, yeah. and, and burgers and stuff for sure. But after the PCT, I feel like I did develop an even greater appreciation for healthier food. Um, I don't know if that is necessarily directly related to the PCT, but I think it maybe is more just because I was eating healthier in general at that stage in my life, you know, before the PCT. Mm-hmm. But being out there, I was definitely craving like healthy food. In fact, that was one of the one of the like number one things that I was craving. Because you know how you kind of like fantasize about like mm-hmm. when you're through hiking, like the things you'll do like once you're back home or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I was definitely fantasizing just about being able to eat like good, fresh, healthy food. And on the AT, I wasn't doing that as much. I was more fantasizing about eating pizza and burgers, like I said. So <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this, but it's kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, okay. it definitely it changed my relationship too. Because before the AT, like one of the main factors that got helped Baker convince me to hike the AT was the idea of being able to eat as much as I wanted of junk food, which was a food I never allowed myself to eat before. Um and then by spending six months eating it and then realizing, oh, I don't feel good when I do this, <laughs> it changed that relationship. And it took those foods off of like their pedestal of like, these are junk foods I oh, want so wow. bad. And now they're just like another food and they're not something I crave anymore. And it's, they're not as exciting as they used to be. Um, so it really changed my relationship with especially like junk foods and things like that. That's so interesting. Like that's that's obviously like different than what I was saying, but like that's mm-hmm. like, that's crazy, honestly. Um, now let me ask you this when you're through hiking. Okay. So through hiking, like post this change in your relationship with food. So you're saying you don't really crave the junk food as much when you're home. How about when you're back on trail? Do you, do you crave it more there? Do you crave it less there? Like, is it a little bit different at all when you're on trail than when you're off trail? I think I, I don't know. I don't think I crave it as much. I mean, there's still certain foods that like I love to eat when I'm hiking and like most of the time I usually only eat them when I'm hiking. Like for whatever reason, little Debbie, like the cosmic brownies, (laughs) that just completes a day of hiking. (laughs) I don't know why. I had a friend in high school who loved those. I'll be honest. I never really got into them, but. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair. I mean, like little Debbie's are like nothing special, but for some reason, the cosmic brownies, it's, that's the, that's the end of a day of hiking for me. Um, Hey, whatever does it for you, I guess. So yeah. So I do still like enjoy eating those foods and I still like 
use them as an important tool to get that caloric density up. Yeah. Um, but I also crave fresh foods way more often. Like even when Baker and I are just like backpacking overnight or doing like a short trip, like we intentionally pack out like a fresh sandwich for the first meal or something mm-hmm. like that just to like extend our eating food that makes our bodies feel good for yeah. another meal. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. I've gotten into mm-hmm. the habit of doing that a lot more recently as well. All right. Um, what's the first on your list, Jessica? What's the first way that you've changed from through hiking or things you've done differently in your life off trail as a result of your experiences through hiking? Yeah. Um, I think the biggest one um, is that it helped me want to be more frugal and want to be more minimalist and like own and have less items. Oh, um, that's such yeah. a good one. I didn't even think about that, but like that makes really total <laughs> that makes total sense, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it was something Baker and I had like kind of talked around before the through hike because he had watched a documentary on minimalism and stuff. And I just like wasn't completely ready to get on board. Like I was like, okay, I guess. I don't know. Um, like, I mean, I was certainly not a big spender even before because I was constantly broke. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but like, you know, I did used to like go shopping regularly, like once a month at least. I was checking the clearance racks and like, you know, I'd go to the mall with my friends just as like entertainment. Um and I definitely don't feel the need to do that anymore. That's such a good one. I feel like I mean, this is a total guess, but I feel like there's probably a lot of people that have changed in that way as a result from through hiking. It's so funny, like I like obviously like when it comes to your gear, I try to keep my stuff as as light as possible. I'm usually more thinking about it in terms of weight though, not necessarily just minimizing things. It's always mm-hmm. about weight, but like that that does translate so well to to regular life. I'm trying to think like I'm definitely not a minimalist, but I'm also mm-hmm. not a a big spender or like balling out or anything. Mm-hmm. Although maybe maybe I did yesterday a little bit when I impulsively <laughs> bought NHL tickets, but that's not a normal thing. <laughs> well, that's the other thing for me is it's actually reduced my impulse spending. Like I oh, okay. no longer feel the need to buy something as soon as I want it. I actually like keep a list on my phone now. I have two lists. I have a list of things that I want and need, but I don't need right away. And then I have a list of things that I want and don't need. And I will periodically check them to see if I still want the things that are on them. Interesting. So I totally get the um, the through hiking translating to wanting to live more minim- minimally, I guess, mm-hmm. minimalistly. <laughs> you know what I mean? But the money thing, I'm not quite understanding. Can you elaborate on like how through hiking, like I don't know, evolved um, how you look at money? I guess. Yeah. Kinda like what yeah. you just said there. I mean, that kind of goes into another point I had of it just it changed my priorities in terms of like what I wanted to do with my time, what mattered to me um, and having more like freedom of time, right? Because time is the one thing we can't get back. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it really made me think about that because that was um, it was just it was such a freeing time. It was the most relaxed I've ever been in my life, even though I'm not saying through hiking isn't stressful at times, but it's not (laughs) the same kind of stress, right? Like it's not. Yeah. Um, And it's. How did the, I don't remember where I was going with how that related, but it was it, money. it made me want to prioritize doing that kind of stuff again, which then oh. made it easier to say, oh, now I'm not going to do these things. I'm not going to spend my money this way. Like, I don't need X, Y, Z. I don't need new clothes. I don't need this or that. Um, and yeah, trying to prioritize building the ability to 
have more periods of time like that. Yeah, no, that makes total sense. That was a great explanation. Um, yeah, that makes total sense. I feel like, and again, I feel like probably with every point we're going to hit in this episode, honestly, I feel like there's probably a lot of other people that have taken that away as well. Um, for me, I feel like I was just kind of raised in a way that was like, the word frugal, I guess frugal is not a bad word. Like cheap is a bad word. I feel like that has mm-hmm. like a bad, a negative um, connotation, but frugal, I don't think so as much. It just means you're kind of careful with money or whatever. You're not, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm definitely not cheap, but I was kind of raised frugally. So I feel like through hiking didn't really influence my financial decisions at all, but I can definitely see that being the case for a lot of people. And then I think you kind of got into a little bit of another one. It sounded like there um, just in terms of like prioritizing certain things in your life and maybe prioritize. Am I, am I, let's see if I'm, let's see if I'm tapping into this next one you're going to say here. Um, I'm going to guess this could be, this could be totally off, but I'm going to guess it's like once you through hike, you realize like how amazing this is and you realize that this is something that you want to continue doing. And obviously especially long through hikes, but even some of the shorter ones too, like require mm-hmm. sacrifice um, mm-hmm. in your, well, that makes it sound, I mean, that's true, but that makes it sound a little, a little worse than I think I was intending. Um, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like you, you have to prepare for it. There's things you have to do. Mm-hmm. And so is it that you went, you went and you, you, you through hike the AT and then you're like, shit, I want to do this again. And so there's been other like changes in your life beyond just the finances and stuff that you've made in order to be able to do that again going forward? Yeah, absolutely. Well, we haven't, I mean, other than trying to, you know, prepare financially for the next time we're going to do it, but also it's changed how I want to spend my free time, right? Because it's, you have to have a certain level of flexibility in your your life and your livelihood, your career, et cetera, et cetera, in order to do these kind of activities. Um, And it makes me want to prioritize that, right? And so I'm, not as interested in building a career. I want to find a job with good work-life balance. That's what matters. It has changed how I want to spend my free time. Um, you know, like I, the things I want to do are different than before the AT. Um, like what? Like what has it changed um, in terms of what you do in your free time? Yeah. Like I just, I take a lot more pride and joy in what my body can do. And so like spending my weekend backpacking or hiking or you know, doing like physical activities is a lot more exciting than it used to be. Like I know it probably sounds weird to someone who like decided to do a through hike, but I was not a super active person. I was very much happy to sit on the couch and watch YouTube all day. <laughs> um, and like not, wasn't really doing a lot with that kind of stuff. And now it's like, um, you know, when I, I remember in 2021, actually the year that I didn't really get to do very much. I remember we got to July and that was my first backpacking trip of the whole year. And I was like, Jesus, like, what am I doing? Like my work-life balance is not okay. (laughs) Um, And so, yeah, so it was just, it changes the priorities on that. I like what you said there. Um, I might be paraphrasing here, but you said something along the lines of it, it, like you take more pride in like what your body can do, right? Mm -hmm. I, that resonated with me. I definitely feel that. Um, that's not on my list, but like I, like I told you before we started recording, I was like, I'm pretty sure I'm going to think of more as we go. And that one a little bit more specifically for me is definitely a thing. I, I wasn't 
you know, I, I was pretty active growing up and stuff, so it wasn't quite the same situation, it sounds like. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sure you were active, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I played sports. I was active under duress. My parents made me. <laughs> okay. Okay. I was, you know, I played hockey and did all this stuff, um, and I, like, ran a little bit here and there, um, but since I got into backpacking and through hiking, I've definitely, definitely taken more pride in, like, what my body can do, and it's gotten to the point now where it's, like, if I don't do something active every day which i'm sorry to say this jessica hopefully this isn't a sore spot right now (laughs) because i know you're injured but um if i don't do something active every day doesn't have to be anything crazy it could just be you know an hour lifting weights or whatever like you know it doesn't have to be like a marathon every day or some shit (laughs) but like if i don't do something active every day it makes i definitely notice like a negative impact on my mental health and i was never like that until i started to get into backpacking so Mm-hmm. that's an interesting one that's an interesting one um okay so i'm gonna go to the next one in my list now and this was also next to the food one these first two i'm gonna say were like the two that like came to mind like the quickest the food was first because i'm always hungry but the <laughs> second one um close second i think a huge way that i've changed since getting into even just backpacking honestly maybe again this was probably before the at that i started to notice this change um i feel like backpacking and through hiking has made me a much more patient person that was on my list too oh here we go here we go (laughs) so i i'm really interested to see really interested to see like what your experience with that is but um Mm -hmm. i feel like mine was maybe a little bit unique because as i've said a million times on this podcast everybody knows it but i'm gonna say it again i got into backpacking when i was pretty young i was in high school and so i feel like i probably would have become a more patient person um just as i aged and my brain finished developing and i grew up a little bit but i feel like backpacking kind of like kicked this into gear a little bit faster because i i remember very vividly on uh, a number of my first backpacking trips it's like I was always really excited, like I was super into it, but there was a lot of times where like, you know, we'd wake up in the morning, I'd be pumped, you know, hanging out and then we'd hike the first like mile or two and that was all good. But then, I don't know, somewhere around like 10, 11 a.m., I'd look at the clock and I'd realize that we had to do this until like five and I was excited <laughs> to get to camp. I was pumped for that. That was what I was looking forward to, but I was like, oh man, I got to walk a lot before i get there and you know obviously like we love hiking here but Mm -hmm. you know it could get a little monotonous sometimes Mm -hmm. (laughs) depending on what you're hiking and stuff too so like i think that i kind of had to learn to just like accept that and appreciate some of that monotony sometimes Mm -hmm. and as a result i think it, it at first it made me much more patient when i'm hiking and then i think i did take that in other aspects of my life as well. And it's just made me a much more patient person. So what was, what was your experience since that was on your list too? What was your experience in terms of how through hiking affected your, your patience? Yeah, no, it made very similar to what you described, but also, um, I'm in less of a rush now. I always wanted before the, before through hiking, I always wanted to get things done as fast as I could be the quickest, be the fastest, get it done, go on to the next thing, this, that, whatever, you know? Um, and I just don't feel the need to do that anymore. Um, I think I, it taught me a lot about really internalizing like delayed gratification and like 
that the process and the weight and the work that goes into it mm-hmm. is important and is part of the joy of it in itself. Yeah. Um, you know, because through hiking is a very slow process, right? You're taking like four to six months to hike what you could drive in like 13 hours <laughs> or like, you know, I don't know how long it takes to drive the whole AT, but you know, like in a day. Right. Yeah. Um, and so it's really just a lot of, you know, cause like, you know, you, yeah, you feel good. You're like, Oh man, I hiked X miles today. I feel good about that. But in the grand scheme of how far you're going, you've made like the tiniest little dent each day, but it adds up. And having done that now, it's like, okay, it's important to measure all those little steps to find the, the satisfaction and the progress and not just the achievement. Yeah, this is this is so interesting. So I feel like you took that in a little bit of a different direction than I did. And actually mm-hmm. where you took it there is kind of similar to another thing I have on my list. But for some reason <laughs> I didn't connect I didn't connect the two. And I'll get to that one in a little bit. But um I, yeah, I feel like I definitely feel the exact same way about you. I just phrased it like a little bit Different. I didn't really think about it in terms of patience as much, which totally, which totally makes sense now that you're saying it. Um, I think the way that I was kind of like thinking through this patience thing, less of like a long term thing, even more of just like a in the moment kind of thing. Like, oh, I just gotta, mm-hmm. you know, sit here and wait for my oil to get changed or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. That's that's interesting though. The long term thing definitely makes sense you know what? i'm talking about it already i'm just gonna go ahead and say it so again it's a little bit different but it's very similar to what you just said i wrote mm-hmm. one way that i've changed from through hiking is it's just it's made me more confident in my ability to set like long-term goals and yes for many of the same reasons that you just discussed it's like you know before i did the at like i i had never i mean i guess I guess there are other goals you set, like going to college, graduating and like doing other stuff like that. But I don't, I never really thought of that as like a goal. I thought of that more just like what you're supposed to do, which is probably, probably not a good way to think about it, but that's how I thought about it anyways. But like going to do the AT and actually completing the AT, it's like after that, I definitely kind of realized that like shit, you can actually, or I could actually accomplish a long-term goal. And I guess four months, you know, five months is there's goals that are obviously much longer than that. But I don't know that felt like a lot because like you just said, like you're just making tiny progress every day and then eventually it does add up and you actually get somewhere. So I don't know, but it definitely relates to the patience thing too. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really think about, think about it in that way. Like I said, um, I guess, I guess it does require a lot of patience to like set a, and, and accomplish a goal like that. So that's that's very interesting. We're getting so deep. This is like the polar <laughs> opposite of a Baker episode where we're just like <laughs> messing around the whole time. But it's good. It's good. <laughs> I don't know. Do you do you have any um any more any more thoughts on that? Um, I mean, same. Like it just gave me because that the AT was probably the first external like personal goal that I had ever set and then actually accomplished. Before that, I had a long list of projects I started and stopped and you oh, know, okay. starting, starting activities. And as soon as it got hard, I'd quit. Um, there were like a lot of things like that where like, you know, you start and you're like, have like a little bit of natural proficiency at them and you're like, Oh yeah, I'm so great. <laughs> and then you get like a year or two in and you're like, Oh no, Oh no, this is work. <laughs> and yeah. then you quit. <laughs> yeah. um, so I, I have a long history of doing that. So the AT was probably the first time where for a personal thing, right? Cause like for me, like, yeah, school was important to me, but really it was my parents expected me to do it. 
my friends were all doing it. So of course I was going to finish it. Right. It wasn't like a person, like personally, like personal to me. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, obviously it was something I was doing partly for myself, but no, I know exactly. It makes total sense. No one else told me. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. It was, it was the same way for, for me and a lot of people when it comes to college, maybe not like my parents told me, but it's just like, you know, it doesn't really feel like, I feel like there's not, I mean, actually that's not true. I'm sure there's a lot of folks who like go to college and that's like a very like personal goal that they have, but there's also a lot mm -hmm. of folks that it's like just what you do, you know, mm -hmm. it's just the next step in your life. Um, so it is different. Um, I'm curious what it was about the AT that kind of like gave you that drive to, to follow through, you know, I guess given you have a, a history of maybe not following through on like some of these some of these goals have you thought about what it was exactly that that caused you to like push through yeah there were probably a couple of things i think the biggest one is just that life is slower when you're on a through hike right and there's more time mm. to like really think about things and i also found through hiking ended up being very meditative for me like you talked about it being monotonous but the monotony was like through hiking the at is the only time my brain has been quiet my tinnitus went away like it was very meditative um, and so I think that helped, but I also went into it with the mentality of like, no matter how much this, I'm not doing this for fun, <laughs> no matter how much this sucks, I'm not stopping. Um, and I had the third factor was I had that year, actually that new year. Um, I, as a new year's resolution, I know this is so lame as a new year's resolution, no, I had said to myself privately, I was like, this is going to be the year when I stop quitting just cause things are hard. I'm going to actually accomplish my goals and I'm going to stop telling people I will do things that I know I don't want to do and I'm not going to do. So you were very intentional about this. You had thought about it even before you started the AT, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. I think that that totally answers my question then because I was kind of trying to get at like, I guess maybe if there was something specific about through hiking that made you want to follow through with it more or not want to i'm sure you always want to follow through when you set a goal <laughs> but rather that just made you follow through i guess um but it sounds like it was something you had actually been like quite intentional about um in terms of your thoughts before you actually got out there that's that's yeah, cool yeah, the through hike was kind of like proving to myself yeah was i was gonna more. say that was the proof of my determination um that's yeah. and it was also i think part of it too is and this is another thing that's like uh, one of the points that I had was like, it just, um, it made me feel strong. It made me feel more independent. It made me feel more capable. And the more I felt like that, the more I wanted to keep doing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like nowadays, even after the hike, I like, I just, I have a lot more confidence in my ability to handle difficult situations. I have more, I'm less afraid of having to handle them potentially on my own. Um, I have a lot more faith that like things will work out, even if it's not the way I was hoping or planning for them to work out. Um, and I think that gaining those skills and that confidence throughout the hike is also part of like what snowballed and kind of kept me going. Cause I like, I was like, oh man, I want more of this. I want to feel stronger. I want to feel more independent. I want to feel more capable. Mm -hmm. That's so awesome. Wow. <laughs> okay. So shit. I feel like we've just delved into like the philosophy of through hiking. I know it's so, <laughs> it's so awesome to... <laughs> though. Okay. It, that's okay though, because I'm not going to lie that the last, um, the last three I have on my list are all much less deep than this <laughs> i got the, we got the i guess the food one wasn't very deep but the patience one was um mm -hmm. okay so yeah 
the next one on my list, and I actually just thought of this one a few minutes ago while we were going through this last stuff. Um, so this wasn't on the original list, but much much less trivial one, but definitely a way that I've changed since I started backpacking and through hiking is that now, and I was actually talking to my friend uh, Luke McKay about this not too long ago. I feel like I walk way faster everywhere I go now. <laughs> like at the grocery store, like I'm always passing people. Like they don't even, they don't even understand. Like they don't even <laughs> understand where I'm coming from. I'm like, this is what I do. So of course I'm going to pass you in the bread aisle or whatever. But no, I, I just walk way faster. I've had people before be like, dude, why are you walking? Like slow down. Like we're, there's no rush. Like what's the rush? And I'm like, oh, I'm not trying to rush. I just, I just walk faster now. So I don't know. Um, I think, I think uh, I thought of this when we were talking about patience and how mm-hmm. you, you, or I don't know, because it's kind of funny because it's like through hiking requires you to be a lot more patient, but at the same time, I do feel like sometimes when I'm through hiking, like long term wise, it definitely does, but I feel like I also, it's not that I'm impatient, um, but I just, you know, you sometimes you just have a pep in your step and you're trying to hike fast and get your next destination or whatever. Um, no, for sure. I feel like for people like you and me too, like there's a lot of pride in being able to hike fast, being able to hike big miles. There is. I mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I know for me, like that's no, where no, a lot you, of my pride and joy in hiking on. comes from. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're spot on. <laughs> yep. You're spot on. And so I don't know. It's just like, for some reason now I just walk, like I know I can walk fast. And so walking fast has just become, and it's, and it's so enraging sometimes um, because there's just a lot of slow moving people, especially at the grocery store, especially yes. at the grocery store. Yes, they're perusing the aisles. Have you actually heard there? I think, I think there's some study or something that says like people who walk f- faster live longer. So really? I, we're on the right side of this. Oh, psh, hell yeah. Okay. That is, that is just re- reaffirming everything. <laughs> I imagine it's more of like correlation than a causation, but. Yeah, probably. But <laughs> that's still funny. No, mm-hmm. it's like people in the grocery store, man. That's the biggest one for me. It's like. Because, like, the aisles are tight and people just mm-hmm. have no self-awareness. Like, okay, <laughs> this is a totally unrelated tangent. But, like, <laughs> like, people just have no awareness. Like, I'm walking along and someone, they just, like, they know I'm there. It's not like I, like, came up and, like, blindsided them or something. Like, they know there's someone walking behind them and then they just stop and there's no space to get around them. Or they're, like, blocking the protein bars or whatever. Uh, anyways anyways (laughs) but i definitely walk faster i don't know have you noticed that just in general at all like in regular life that you walk faster as a result from through hiking i can't be the only one luke said i was already a fast walker okay i was already a fast walker so i I don't know that i noticed a change in my pace um from from through hiking because i yeah, I was already the kind of person who like got annoyed when I was stuck behind people yeah. and would be walking fast. Like my friends were frequently like, Jessica, slow down. <laughs> you have little legs. How are you this fast? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. I don't know. I've heard other people say that too. Like they just walk faster now as a result, but it's goofs. Um, okay. What's the, what's the next one on your list? Um, should I do a serious one or like more of a less serious one? Um. Let's do a let's do a less serious one, but I want I want to try to get to them also. 
I am much quicker at packing for travel than I used to be. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it goes along with like the minimal minimalism stuff. Yeah. Like, I just I don't feel the need to take as much. Like I don't even fill an entire backpack as a carry on. Like, and that's the only thing I take with me anymore. <laughs> like it's stupid, <laughs> and it's just like I just I have less like worry about it. Like I don't feel the need to take as much. I pay I pack almost exactly the same thing, like the same three outfits, like every time. Um, and I also just have like less fear that like, oh, if I forget something, it's going to be so terrible. I'm like, oh, I forget a hairbrush, whatever. I'll finger comb my hair for three days, whatever. <laughs> like it's not a big deal anymore. Or like, oh, I forget a toothbrush. I'll buy one. It's not a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> so Or just it's, finger it's brush for three days. No. Oh God, um, no, no, not the teeth. <laughs> the teeth are more important than that. Yeah. <laughs> the hair will no. grow back. <laughs> for sure. For sure. That's a, that's a good one. I, I don't think I've noticed that in myself. Um, mm-hmm. I... I've never really put very much thought into the way that I pack for travel anyways, so that's probably why, but that is Maybe a good one. Maybe it's a one. gender difference thing. It could be. Because I, I definitely used to, like, I used to, like, I remember I went on a trip to um, Europe with my girlfriends one time, and, like, I literally, sp- I spent, like, a week planning out every outfit, and I packed, like, the shorts and the shirts, or the pants and the shirt, and, like, the, like, accessories in little Ziploc bags. Each day was a different outfit <laughs> in a Ziploc bag together for, like, the trip, and, like, yeah, I would never do that now. <laughs> but I think a lot more women think about that kind of stuff when they travel. Um, I wonder if that I wonder if other like female through hikers have had that experience too. I don't know, yeah. This is total totally anecdotal, but I will say on that point, my mom always like reminds me to pack for things like a few days before. Mm-hmm. Like and I'm always like no, I'm just going to wake up that morning and just like <laughs> throw some stuff in my backpack <laughs> and go. And so I don't know. Maybe there's maybe there's something there. I don't know. That, that's just one experience, but I don't know. That's interesting. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, that was that was a that was a quick one. Um, let's let's do the the more serious one that you had. Um, I care way less about societal expectations, and like what I mean by that is like I before the AT, I felt a lot of external pressure about like making sure I had a career that like my parents would be proud of that people weren't going to say, Oh, that's what you did. Or, you know, it was like social status, like within like a peer group or just like looking like I was put together. Um, I, and stuff like that. Um, and now I just, I'm going to, it's, that's not the priority. I don't, it, it's not like I'm not aware of like what other people may view my life and think of my life, but it's just, it's not, going to influence how I choose to do things Mm -hmm. which is which is a really powerful thing for sure Mm -hmm. that's really interesting I feel like a lot of I feel like a lot of this one probably depends on just the environment that you you were raised in the people that you were around um, and are around on a regular basis that's really interesting because I feel like you know hearing you say that it's it's just seems like strikingly obvious that there could be a lot of people that just don't understand it and maybe not even just don't understand it, but view it as a negative potentially like, Oh, you're just going to go, you know, be a bum in the woods for, for how long? Like you're going to (laughs) quit your job to do this. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, Well, and also, I mean like Baker and I's plan after the AT is we lived with our parents for a while until we found jobs again. And like, I think we ended up living between his parents and my parents. It was like through February after mm-hmm. our through hike so like it was a long time we were like quote unquote living in our parents basement <laughs> yeah so. yeah that's so funny um i have i have so many thoughts on this wow i wish i could just i'm not gonna write them down i'll just go for it um i i think that 
for me, I I found that generally people like think it's pretty cool, honestly. And I'm sure you've had a similar experience, but like I never I never really felt like like I was getting judgment for people, a bad judgment that is from people um because of through hiking. Honestly, like I always was mm-hmm. like pretty proud of it, honestly, and, and people always thought it was really cool. However, I do resonate a little bit with what you just said there, especially about moving back with your parents. Um, after the AT, and maybe this is why, maybe this this gets to the root of what I just said there. After the AT, or even before I did the AT, I already had a job lined up. I knew where I was going to go. I had a lease signed. I had the time given from work somehow before I even started to go do this hike. And then I knew I was going to have that job and I was going to get my career started and all this stuff. Um, after the PCT, it was much different. And so maybe because I had that lined up right after the AT, I was like, I don't care if anyone judges me for this. Like, it's going to be fun. And I already have this thing lined up. But after the PCT, I did feel it a little bit, I think. I, I, I never felt it specifically from anybody. No one, no one ever said anything about it. But maybe just like more generally, I was kind of like, well, I just quit my job, went hiking, and now I'm moving in with my parents <laughs> and trying to... <laughs> it's a weird experience. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is a weird experience for sure. So I think I actually, my initial thought when I thought about the AT, I was like, you know, I don't think I ever felt any sort of expectations or judgment. Um, but then the more you talked about it there, yeah, I guess I did feel that a little bit. Um, but then again, I guess your whole point was you don't like care about that as much. Yeah, because I didn't feel a lot of like judgment for doing the AT so much as it was like before the AT, I felt a lot of pressure. And so like the AT was just, it was very freeing. Like it freed me of that so that when I came back, even if there were people who were like, oh, you spent like six months living with your parents. Like it was like, yeah. And like, I'm very fortunate to have my parents and Baker's parents who are extremely supportive and love us and like will will help us through this. So like, I, I just, I don't know. I don't people's judgment doesn't bother me as much and mm-hmm. i'm not as if like peer pressure doesn't like influence my decisions anymore that's awesome i think <laughs> I, I was i was gonna ask actually and you, you i think you kind of just clarified this um so it sounds like your your parents were a little bit hesitant which is totally understandable obviously especially for someone who doesn't or, or for for people who don't know anything about through hiking um but they did it does kind of sound like they they came around eventually and, and were quite supportive Oh, yeah, 100%. And they were never, like, telling me, like, I couldn't or shouldn't right, do right. it. They were very much, you know, in the camp of, oh, my God, bears. Oh, my God, safety. Yeah, exactly. why, are, why are you doing this? But not, like, should you be doing this? Um, and actually, my dad, I don't know, was probably the one who was the most worried about it in terms of, like, how it would affect my career and the trajectory of my life and blah, blah, blah. Um, and he ended up being, like, one of the biggest supporters and was, like, Aww. so excited about it. And yeah. So it's um, – Sorry, I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> no, 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 you're, you're good. I was, I'm glad to hear. And, and I, f- I feel like that's the case with a lot of people. Um, the hesitation, the fear and that stuff is like very reasonable, I think, uh, when it comes to like, you know, loved ones that are learning that, <laughs> you know, their, their daughter or their son or whatever is going to go attempt this crazy thing and they don't understand anything about it. I think it's very reasonable. And I also think that very often they come around pretty quickly um, and they learn just how awesome it is. And and they see the positive benefits that it brings their mm-hmm. loved one too. So it's cool. 
we're getting so deep. This is awesome. Um, <laughs> let's let's bring it back a little bit. Like I said, the rest of mine aren't super serious here. So this next one, I'm gonna jumble this because I'm a little bit torn on it. To be honest, I feel like it it's <laughs> kind of made me go both ways. So let me explain. So through hiking, backpacking has definitely given me a a appreciation for not being on my phone as much which is a pretty common thing i i think people say um and it's it's very it's a very real thing but one realization i kind of came to when i was on the pct because i remember flossie and i had talked about this a little bit before the pct we were just like getting excited and we were like oh like i can't wait to just not be on my phone as much and stuff but as i got further along the pct i found myself (laughs) i feel like it it definitely gave me a new appreciation for not being on my phone, but it also gave me an appreciation for being on my phone. And one night we were in town, we were, you know, staying the night at a hotel and our routine in town was, you know, once our chores were done and we were all just chilling in the hotel room, we'd pretty much, you know, Flossie, Brandon and myself, we'd pretty much just kind of each put our headphones in and, you know, watch YouTube videos and catch up with people and, just be on our phones <laughs> and so mm-hmm. i was kind of thinking i was like it's kind of ironic like i came out here because partially because like i wanted to spend less time on my phone but then now that i have less chances to be on my phone the chances that i do get i feel like i just spend even more time on my phone than i would have otherwise like i don't know so it's it's like it's given me an appreciation for not being on my phone and it's also given me an appreciation for being on my phone and I feel like it's really made me realize just how addicting like it can be to just be like scrolling because when you're deprived of that and then you finally get it back, it's like shit, you just go all in. I don't know. Has it has threatening <laughs> changed your relationship with your phone at all, Jessica? Um, probably not largely because I mean, I started out through hiking with gut hook and I lean on it a lot. My my hobby on trail <laughs> <laughs> this is so embarrassing to do it. My hobby on trail is to go through all the waypoints from the day and comment on the water sources, comment on the random camps, comment <laughs> on the shelters. Like there are a lot of little bear comments. There are. I can personally attest to this. I've seen them. <laughs> and they're good too. They're good comments. I, I, that's my hobby. I try, I try not to put BS out there. I did a couple of times try to put funny ones out there and didn't seem like people liked them. So I never Oof. did it again. It's always, it's always, a, it's always a risk. <laughs> Turns out Baker's the funny one in the relationship. <laughs> um, so I, so I don't actually view hiking as a way to get off my phone. It does. And as a result of not having cell service, reduce the amount of time I spend on my phone. But like even on the AT, um, I spent every night editing video in the tent. Um, and they were crappy videos because I edited them on my phone. But, <laughs> um, you know, so I was on my phone for over an hour every night on trail. And on the Colorado Trail, I was up every night writing my daily journal. Um, so I, <laughs> I'm i embarrassed to say, but no, it hasn't changed my relationship with my phone at all. I love okay, on okay. my phone. It's so bad. <laughs> let me let me let me change it just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so the way I phrase it, I just said like, being on my phone i think more specifically i should have said like social media maybe and Mm -hmm. like you know just anything that's not like trail related i guess um because when i was thinking about this i wasn't really thinking in terms of the time i spent on on gut hook because that's like more directly related to the hike i was more (laughs) thinking about the times where actually somewhat related to gut hook where i'd read a gut hook comment about a waypoint that was like five miles ahead of me and someone would comment like oh like three bars of at&t and i'd be like oh sweet dude i can 
I That's can check where I'm taking lunch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like, oh, I can like get caught up on this. And then, you know, YouTube. So like, it's maybe a little bit different because I was, you know, kind of mm-hmm. a job, I guess. But mm-hmm. it, also, it wasn't just that. It was a lot of time. It was just, you know, talking to friends or, or whatever, like mm-hmm. having service so I can, you know, go on Instagram and stuff. And mm-hmm. so uh, let me let me rephrase. Has it changed <laughs> the way you appreciate or don't appreciate um, being on your phone specifically more when it comes to like social media or anything like that? I think initially it did actually change. I mean, I wasn't huge on social media um, anyways, um, but it did like uh made me less inclined to like scroll through and like compare to other people's stuff um although it also kind of almost negatively impacted it too because it made me feel like i needed to be posting things needed to be posting my progress and how many miles i did yeah um and like you know even on years when i didn't through hike i felt like i needed to be posting about other hikes or bike trips or like things that i was activities that i was doing to like to prove that i was like still an active member of the through hiking community even if i wasn't through hiking which is silly right because like once you're a through hiker totally you're a hiker yeah um but i do feel some pressure on that which is why i intentionally like other than like close friends i don't follow any other hiking accounts because oh. it just gives me too much it gives me too much fomo it gives me too much like like not, i don't want to call it competitive like makes me want to be competitive with them but it makes me feel too much like oh i should be doing that i should be yeah, doing no, that i, I know exactly more. what you mean yeah yeah interesting interesting i feel like for me it's kind of been a little bit of the opposite. The more I've hiked, the less I kind of care about other people's hiking social media because, mm-hmm. I mean, that sounds harsh, but like, I just like, before the AT, I was all about it. Like I watched like all the AT videos. I followed mm-hmm. a bunch of people that were through hiking every year on Instagram and like followed their progress and stuff. But after I did the AT, I kind of stopped doing that. And it's to the point now where it's like, I don't know, like I, it doesn't, it's not that I don't appreciate it. Like it, it's still cool to see like what people are doing, but I just don't, I definitely don't get like FOMO from it for the lack of, I know it's not exactly what you meant, but like, you know, just for the lack of a better way to describe it. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like if, if anything, now when I see other people's hiking posts, I've maybe I've just gotten numb to it. <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's interesting though. It's interesting how these things affect people in, in different ways. I don't know. Yeah. Um, okay. What's your, uh, what's your next one? Uh, the next one I have is, um, this one's just kind of like a, a minor one, but like, I definitely noticed that I'm more aware of like the weather, oh the, what the clouds God, are doing, Jessica. the moon cycles. Like I'm just generally more interested in nature and like the cycles of different things. I'm like more aware of it now. I don't know any more than I used to, but I'm just paying more attention now. <laughs> Damn. You stole my last one. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we were going to have some similarities here. Well, mine, mine's maybe a little bit different than the way that you just phrased it. Um, I just wrote that it made me pay a little... This is exactly what I wrote. Made me pay a little closer attention to the weather. (laughs) And I think what I meant by that, um, specifically, I think bad weather. So there's Mm -hmm. just been, honestly, what made me think of this one was there's been pretty much every time there's like a thunderstorm when I'm not through hiking, I always have a thought like, oh, I'm just glad that I'm inside right now, you know? And that's definitely not something that I ever thought about before I started backpacking because it's like, that's just all you know like you're usually not mm-hmm. caught in storms unless you're doing stuff like that so that that's one thing for sure like it's been weird um since i moved to greenville south carolina um we've got a few thunderstorms even though it's the winter here like mm-hmm. no it doesn't happen like a lot oh. but there's been a couple 
And mm-hmm. that's like a really weird thing for me because in Vermont, there's never thunderstorms during the winter. And so I just remember like a week or two ago, there was one like in the middle of the night, it like woke me up. It was very mm-hmm. bizarre. But I was like, damn, like I'm just so glad I'm inside and I'm not in my hammock right now because yes. I hate thunderstorms. <laughs> <laughs> so it definitely made me pay closer attention to the weather. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, I noticed Baker and I do that too. Like when the weather's bad, we're like, oh man, glad we're not in a tent. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like a lot of people probably have a similar thing. And I was a little bit unsure whether or not to put this on the list because I mean, obviously a lot of people pay attention to the weather. And so like just saying that I pay a little closer attention to the weather probably doesn't um, really encapsulate it all. But like, I don't know. It's like a different, maybe it's more of an appreciate, but then, but then again, like people always appreciate i don't know so much that it's made me appreciate nice weather off trail but it's definitely made me appreciate like i said just being sheltered during bad weather specifically i think Mm -hmm. yeah definitely that's funny um well i'm out of items then (laughs) that was my last one so um how many how many more do you have i have just one more Okay. All right. I don't know if I even want to say it. I've been resisting oh, putting no, this really? one out there. <laughs> oh, I'm throwing myself under the bus here. Uh, okay. I'm going to phrase it this way. This was on Baker's list. Okay. It also happened to be on my list. Um, <laughs> I, oh, this is so embarrassing. I do not shower or wash my hair or like wash my clothes as often as I used to. And to be fair, in my defense, not in my defense, there's no defending this, but like I just, I used to be the kind of person who like I had to have fresh new clothes for everything. Like sometimes Mm -hmm. I'd change in the middle of the day. I was the person who showered every day, sometimes twice a day. So like I was possibly a little excessive before. Um, Okay. But like now it's like possibly a little bit too much the other direction. (laughs) Um, I just, it just doesn't bother me like it used to. I don't think you need to be embarrassed. But I think you're in good company with the people <laughs> listening to this podcast, Jessica. That's true. That's true. That's true. Thank goodness. If this was like a general population thing, not that you should be embarrassed about it, but I would understand being a little bit embarrassed about it. But on this podcast, you have nothing to worry about. I promise you. <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of people nodding their heads in agreement right now. Um, that's a good one. I, I actually thought about, I thought about this a little bit when I was making my list and ultimately... I didn't put it on my list because I feel like I never really cared that much about it to begin with, but I did have the thought like, oh, I feel like there's probably other people that would put this on their list. Um, And so it definitely makes sense because I don't know, I don't want to speak for anyone else. And it's kind of hard for me to speak for myself about this because I feel like, like I just said, this one doesn't really apply to me that much, but it, it makes sense. Like you, you, go so long and you you hike so many miles where being clean isn't a priority and so it does kind of an option yeah it's not even an option yeah and so like it definitely makes sense you get back and you're like oh well i was fine doing it on trail so i mean obviously i'm you know you're still (laughs) showering more and stuff actually you know what it could go the opposite way i'm sure there's also Mm -hmm. some people that it goes the opposite way they have a uh a new appreciation for being able to shower and be mm-hmm. clean. I bet you there's yeah. a lot of people where it kind of goes both ways. That's an interesting one. Yeah, definitely. And it also like, it just kind of like the hike for me, like proved to me that like, I used to like be so worried. I was like, Oh my God, I have to always smell good. I always have to smell great. People won't hang out with me otherwise, but like people literally strangers pick you up from the side of the road and you're dirty and grimy and super stinky. And they chat away with you on the whole drive to town as if it's like 
exciting to pick up this dirty hiker. Oh, that's, a, that's such a good point. Yeah, yeah. That's such a good point. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. That's so true. Um, can I tell a funny story that's kind of related? Nah, not really that related to this, but... Yes, absolutely. You might... I don't know. I think you'll be fine with this, but... Okay, so when... um, I remember the day that we all summited Mount Katahdin, October 1st, 2018. Um, I remember that morning, I think you and Baker had started a little bit earlier than me. And when I like caught up to you guys, like I did like a double take when I saw you. I was like, something's something's different here. And it was because you were wearing <laughs> makeup. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. And I don't think I had seen you in, in makeup or I don't know. It was it was different than I was used to. And I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, it was definitely odd. I, I started the AT with makeup and I sent it back at, um, I think it was Harper's Ferry is when I finally sent it back. Cause that was when we got serious about our miles. And I was like, all right, okay. I can't be wasting 20 minutes every morning. Like 20 minutes was like three quarters of a mile. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I can't be wasting time on this anymore. Yeah. It was, it was fine. Now there's anything wrong with, 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 you know, do do whatever you want to do, do whatever it's you unusual. want to do. But yeah, it was we just funny because I was unusual. used to seeing you without it. And so when I saw you, I was like, whoa, <laughs> it was, it was funny. <laughs> um, I don't know, kind of related to being not clean, but just put together yeah. for air mm-hmm. quotes there. I don't know. But, um, yeah, but anyways, <laughs> can I put you on the spot a little bit, Jessica? Sure. Now that we're at the end. Um, so, you know what we do? at the end of these episodes. Well, not with Baker's episodes most of the time because he's been on so much, but with the other episodes, we uh, we like to have a story shared at the end. And folks, this is the first episode back since I restarted the podcast where I forgot to remind my guest to come up with a story. So oh as God, I do, Kyle. I'm going to own up to it. I'm going <laughs> to own up are. to it. So I'm putting her on the spot. Do you have any 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 cool, funny, good, bad stories maybe from the colorado trail it doesn't have to be but um maybe since we heard about the at last episode although it's been <laughs> like four years <laughs> um <laughs> anything from the colorado trail or it, it could be anything who am i kidding oh there's gonna be a long pause here well i think i'm sure yeah, yeah take take, take a second take a second i'll pause the uh, recording here okay. you're good so on the colorado trail going into lake city um it's kind of a hard hitch and there's a shuttle that comes once a day. Um, but me and a whole huge group of hikers, like there had to have been like almost 12 of us at the, at the peak waiting to catch hitches and waiting for the shuttle. Um, and there were these flowers all through the Colorado trail. I don't know the name of them, but these like really short scrubby bushes with yellow flowers on the top. And for several days I've been thinking, Oh, I want to like lay down in the flowers and take a picture like a selfie. <laughs> and so I went to lay down in one of these little bushes by the side of the road because oh it wasn't my turn to hitch for the, for the to town yet. We were doing like pairs, mm-hmm. um, like, like by turns. And so I laid down and I took a selfie. I was like, Oh, I don't like the way that looks. And so I took my glasses off and I took another selfie and I was like, all right, I clearly just don't like the way I look. I'm not going to keep trying to take these. <laughs> um, and so eventually got a hitch into town. Um, and that was all great. And then I get to town and I realize I try to go grocery shopping and I realize I can't read anything on the shelves 
oh, and that's no. when I realized I left my glasses at the pass. Oh no! <laughs> and so I'm like freaking out. I'm trying to like find everyone who was at the pass and be like, "Did you see my glasses? Did you by any chance pick them up? Did you by any chance see them?" I'm trying to like grocery shop. It takes like two hours because I'm like squinting at everything, getting like real up close, oh, trying man. to figure things out. And I'm trying now. I'm like realizing, "Oh my god, I need my glasses." Because I was gonna stay in town and shower and just like have a night. Mm-hmm. And instead, luckily there was a, a a girl I was hiking around at the time, and she was like, "Well, you can just use my shower really quick." And so I showered really quick, and then immediately got out. And it's like, I, I can't function without my glasses. Like I, it's, it's bad enough to the point where like, I can't see the texture of the ground at my feet if I'm not wearing my glasses. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so like, I have to have them to hike. So that's scary. Uh, yeah. It was really stressful. I was like, oh my God, what if they got run over? What if somebody stepped on them? What if they're not, what if somebody took them and couldn't find me to figure out yeah, who I was? Yeah. So I'm like freaking out. And I eventually find out that the shuttle service that's free once a day, you can pay them to take you up to the pass. So I ended up paying them to take me to the pass so I could get my glasses. But by then it's like eight o'clock, there's no rooms left in town. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh my God, this is terrifying. And so the first time I had to camp alone, on the Colorado Trail <laughs> was that night. Luckily, I did find my glasses. They, okay, were okay. they were still in that stupid bush of flowers. <laughs> and I ended up camping. I was, I mean, I was terrified of camping alone. That was like my biggest fear on the Colorado Trail, um, which is silly. I don't know why it scares me so much. But no, I, I it's, so understandable. <laughs> it's understandable. It's understandable. Yeah. I still get, so- I would say it's scary for me, but like, mm-hmm. I mean, the first time, the first time, definitely. Uh, but even now, like, you know, mm-hmm. I got. I'm it's definitely a little bit more on edge at the very least. You know, yes, when yeah, you're by that's yourself. A good way to describe it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I camped in the parking lot at the pass to Lake Ooh, City. Ooh, that's always a little bit sketchy has, too. They have a million signs that say no camping. <laughs> <laughs> and so I like found one of the like little picnic sites and I like pitched my tent kind of hidden. And I was like, in retrospect, that was possibly the most dangerous place to camp alone because you're right by the road. Yeah. So you could drive up and like people, that's probably was the most dangerous place I could have camped. And in the morning there were cows everywhere outside my tent. Oh, wow. <laughs> stupid parking lot. Yeah. It was, that was the craziest night I ever had. So. But you got the glasses tip, back. Yeah. Pro tip, don't take your glasses off to take a selfie. <laughs> oh, man. See, I can't relate to this because I don't have glasses, but I'm, I'm just trying to imagine what it would be like getting into town, not being able to see shit and like, <laughs> yeah, no, that's no good. But I'm glad you found yeah. them. I'm glad you're okay. Hopefully that helps conquer the fear of camping alone a little bit. Hopefully it didn't make it, it did. worse. It, it did? did help. Okay. Yeah, good. I think if the Colorado Trail had been like one month longer, I probably would have completely overcome that fear. Okay. But it ended just a little too soon. <laughs> oh well. Oh well. Yeah. You'll have more chances. Um Exactly. Okay. So I think we're I think we're coming to the end. Jessica, thank you so much for doing this. This was one of the deeper episodes of Trail Tales for sure. That was awesome. And we yeah, still had lots of fun too. Me. Lots of funny stuff thrown in. So <laughs> um thank you for coming back on. We should do another one soon. Um, anytime, anytime Baker can't record. <laughs> Actually, you know what? How about anytime I'm going to record with Baker, you just come on instead. Because <laughs> not even because of you. I mean, you were great. But we can take we can take turns. We can take turns. I just I'm realizing that I didn't follow through with my um my plan to just rip on Baker the whole episode. In I fact, know, what the heck? after the first two minutes, I don't think I even mentioned him. <laughs> so I'm trying to make up for that. But no, this was awesome, Jessica. We should definitely do another one soon. Um, you're great at these. Um, <laughs> so yeah, thank you for listening, everybody. Do you want to plug? Do you want to plug anything? I don't know. Some people do. Some people don't really care. But I like to give people that option. 
Um, Baker didn't sure. the last time. I tried I know, to get well, him to plug he, his Instagram. He hasn't put anything on his Instagram in years. That, it's a running <laughs> joke. I felt like it was a running joke on the show at this point, but he, he totally shut it down. <laughs> he really did. <laughs> it's all good. Um, yeah, he, I think he stopped on like day one of his post about the Lombardi high route. <laughs> I'm telling you, everyone's still waiting for that day too. Like on the edge of their seat. I check it every day. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. My Instagram handle is um, it's Jaylyn Pooh, um, spelled J L Y N N P U. Um, and that's my handle on Instagram. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Thank you, Jessica. Thank you, everybody, for listening and take care.